Welcome to the Make My Day podcast, North America's preeminent therapy session for makers struggling with their side hustle. I'm Winston Moy, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, George Lahoff and Luke Capriti. Guys, how are you doing this morning? That was that was a great intro there, Winston. Uh, doing great. Um, uh, it's, it's the same story, I guess, as always. Busy has always been getting happy because I'm getting projects done. Been working on trying to get more projects done faster because there's just that never-ending list growing and everything like that. Got Halloween coming up, so we've been doing a lot of prep for that because me and Michelle love um, Halloween and Halloween decorations. And and since we just got the house last year, we're starting to ramp stuff up with that. So uh, it's been good, but busy as always. How about you, Luke? How you doing? Yeah, I think like you said, it's kind of that same old, same old, oh, I'm stressed and whatnot. But um, I think like you're saying with Halloween coming around the corner, I've been trying to look at that as like, Hmm, I wonder how this will work this year. It'll be much different than um, than previous years, I'm assuming. But I like that being in a new neighborhood, I'm getting to see that my neighbors are into this you know, holiday as well. They have some cool decorations. I'm just disappointed I haven't found enough time to really kind of go all out like you're saying. But with it being our first year here, maybe kind of like you said, I'm just going to take it easy, do the basic ghost or pumpkin out front. And then next year, I'll really try to um, amp up our Halloween decorations. But yeah, I think I'm doing okay. School's got me a little bogged down um, and not able to really go into the shop. But, eh, you know, that's just how it is right now. Yeah, you seem like you're in pretty good spirits, all things considered. So I'll take it as a good sign. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'm trying to be better. That's all I can say is I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Winston, though? How's it how's it over there in sunny Cal? <laughs> well, it's been it's been a couple weeks since we last uh spoke, right? I don't know if um let me check my calendar. There was a um I think two or three weeks at work ago. Um we were getting ready to uh, shoot a promo video for the Shape Oco Pro, which we just announced. And um, th- we uh, sort of hired on another local maker uh, to help us out. Uh, Kevin Barnett, uh, you might remember him from WorkbenchCon. George yeah, is a that super tall pretty... guy. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so like, he's got a lot of on-camera presence, so we brought him on to, to do a little promo video. And that was shot after work hours um two or three weeks ago and i just it's sort of been the theme of my my work week the past month or so um but i went into work at about 7 30 a.m and i left work at 10 o'clock p.m um just like r&d in the morning shooting at night and it's just it's been super stressful launching a product um I've never been a part of this effort. Um, like two years ago, when I joined Carbide, roughly, um, like we haven't released a big product since. We've had accessory launches and things like that, but I've never been like brought into the whole process of like, hey, here's here's something new that we're bringing out, and here's an opportunity for you to to put your own touch on it. Like you're designing this aspect of the machine. Um, so I've been investing just a lot of myself into this process and, uh, it's, it's honestly taken quite a bit out of me. 
um, because there's that time pressure, right? You're trying to come up with a product, you're trying to launch it. And because we're a small team, uh, there are some parts of what I do that it's on the critical path. If I'm late, everything else gets delayed. Oh, wow. So between that and uh, putting out videos for sponsors, I have been, um, it's just a lot. I don't regret taking on like the sponsored projects, um, but for the next two weeks between when we actually launch the machines and also when our uh, Home Depot commitment is due, I'm going to be super stressed out. So man. those sponsorship commitments, man, I, I'm like, as you're talking, like it, cut, it all wraps together. So, so obviously with my work, we don't have any type of deadline um, like that, but we just had a big event in August that um, like required me to work extra hours at the office and everything. And I don't know how you're going to do it. Cause I have like, I wasn't in the shop at all during that time. Like I, I was concentrating on the full-time job, uh, like no time in the shop and I purposefully didn't have any sponsorship opportunities lined up around that timeline so the fact that you're balancing the two is like mind-blowing to me I got I'm really curious to see how it comes out you're gonna be probably I'm, not sleeping much <laughs> I am not managing so the the sponsorship commitments were like August September October and I was like oh that's fine because we'll launch the product by like July and uh, it ended up being pushed out to now. So it was the worst possible oh, schedule slip. <laughs> um, and I never, I didn't know what it would take to get me to this point. But uh, for the past couple of weeks, like when I get home from work, like my my desire to go into the garage has been just crushed. So like I finally figured out the threshold of stress where it's just like, I'm just going to chill out after dinner, watch a couple of YouTube videos and maybe do some design work, but I don't have that urge to like just jump back into the garage. Um, I'll, I'll get that back at some point once things uh, sort of cool off a little bit. But for now, I'm sort of just like trying to, to run between the fires, put out the, the most urgent one uh, and then deal with everything else on a urgency basis. Yeah. You know, that that's funny because that's kind of how I've been feeling that um, I don't think I have the type of stress that you have with deadlines and a new product and all that. Um, but I've been feeling the same way where I guess it's burnout, right? Where I feel like I'm going, going, going. And then I finally get home and I realize, oh yeah, I have these little fires I have to take care of. Let me do that. Oh, now it's, you know, 8.30 at night or 9 o'clock at night. Oh, I wanted to get this done or that done. And so you have this weird struggle of, I kind of want to do it, but I just don't have that energy or I can't find that energy to really, um, you know, pick myself up, get out there and start working. So I've been trying to figure out, you know, do I just want to essentially say the next month, put everything on hold? Do I need to put a timeline on it and say, um, you know, by November 1st, I've created something or I have a plan for something? You know, I don't really know what the best um, method or like path forward is, but I guess with everything going on at school and not feeling that I have a firm grip on planning, grading, um, and all the other little things that are going on with it, that I, I really have just taken a pause. I've like stopped going on Instagram and Facebook, kind of like removed myself from an outside world and tried to just focus on teaching 
but I do feel like a little like yearning to do that in the garage. Whereas I hear you saying, I've been doing so much that I really don't have that yearning right now, but I do see that it'll come back. I'm, I feel like I'm kind of in that same space, except I need an outlet. Like I need something else now besides my screen and grading and planning. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I get that. And it's not that like, I don't want to make things. It's just that I'm so exhausted from everything else that I, the the things that are on my plate right now, I don't really want to do. Like the projects that are lined up for the sponsors, there there's a bit of that fun element that's taken out of it. Whereas in the like in the back of my head, what I really want to do is to be able to design something without time constraints. Like, hey, you've got to make a, a new whatever widget and get it out by next week. Uh, I want to just sort of take my time and like invest myself in the design process of like a new like aluminum longboard or something, um, nice. and then just like spend some time to make something, make something on my own terms, on my own schedule, have a little fun with it, uh, make it a, a project of passion. Um, I don't know. I've just I've missed the ability to sink my time into something like that. I I, I get that completely, Winston. Like. Every single product I have, even the ones I'm doing for fun, right now have like strict deadlines. Like I'm planning to do the all wooden Mandalorian uh, um, um, helmet, and I want to hit that with the day of the show coming out, which is like October 28th or something. Um, I had to. I'm doing a project for a buddy, which is like a window bench, and I've just like had it for like too long where like he's got a big gaping hole in his house because they gave me their old bench. So, so like, it's all like deadlines after deadlines and everything. So I wanted to do like an outdoor gym that I'm going to be doing. And now that's part of the home Depot sponsorship. So that's got, you know, a deadline assigned to it. So I don't have anything right now with like a large creative freedom schedule type of thing, but I also, kind of like that because knowing myself um i think i need like the due dates in my head and like the hard deadlines or else i'll maybe i'll like take way too long to actually get to it maybe i'll never get to it um i I really don't know actually what i've been kind of focusing on in the shop and even at my desk here is i've been um trying to become more minimal so i'm the type of guy that just has like way too much crap like i have like i have stuff everywhere i have like all the gadgets, all like the tools and toys and everything, but it just becomes so cluttered that I think um, it helps like make me worse at focusing and I'm just like constantly thinking of everything. So like this week I actually cleaned up my desk. Um, I actually invested in some tools. So now I have one keyboard and one mouse for like, cause I have two different computers I work on and it goes between the two. And that alone surprisingly is like working great. In the shop, I installed the shop lights as a recommendation from you, Winston. And I started um, just kind of cleaning up all the different spots. And that makes me want to go in there and work on the projects because it's like it's so much more organized that like I can focus and get stuff done. So that's kind of been how I've been um, getting it done. And now, like, again, you know, it's just a keyboard and a, and a mouse here with my computer. And it's like a little bit more organized. But that makes me want to edit videos because I want to sit here and like use it. So that's like, you know, like 
a little bit of a different type of inspiration I'm using to actually get stuff done right now. And it's helping so far. I don't know if I'm ever going to get like if, if I'll go back to my old ways. I hope not. But for now, it's been working pretty well. I'm, I'm trying to do a video a week. Um, I actually got a tip from um, a, a new buddy of mine that um, said it actually helps when you put out videos a specific specific day and a specific time because YouTube looks for that and I've never listened to any of that kind of stuff but I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot and and try and be diligent about all right every Saturday morning we're putting out a video and I'm gonna see if I can hold to it I watch I'm like announcing it now and it's never gonna happen but but we'll see um, so I, I think for me deadlines are actually I'm hoping they're gonna help me stay on top of myself and and put in the little energy when I need to or or you know, relax when I can and that type of stuff. We'll, we'll see how that kind of comes through at the end. I'll, I'll let you guys know in, in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we actually had a topic for today. Um, I don't think it was the last podcast or maybe it was the one before that, but we were, we started talking about, um, inspiration and Winston, you were asking about inspiration from like pop culture and like with uh, black Panther and everything like that. And we only spoke about it for a few minutes at the end of the podcast. So we thought that'd be great to bring it back um, and really talk more about what actually, how do we draw on our inspirations? You know, this is a perfect time, Winston. Right now you're saying you don't really want to get in the shop yet, but you want the time to have creative freedom. So how do you go about figuring out what's so interesting to you and what inspires you with your next project and how do you go about that entire process? Uh, that's, um, that's an extremely open-ended question because you're, you're not giving me a specific, um, avenue. Like when you constrain the question to like pop culture, I can immediately think of a couple things, but from a, a broader perspective, I don't really know. Um, there, there are certain consistent threads in what I do these days. Um, I'm drawing inspiration from some, some mm -hmm. part of my the the broader nerddoms that i'm a part of um and so recently it's been uh the, the spacex the tesla like my my cybertruck inspired coffee scoop um things like that where i'm just like i have an idea for something but i want to um just bring in a little something of of what i i think is cool and apply it to my designs uh sometimes it's a bit of a stretch uh like a the, the cyber spoon but other times i don't know it's it makes a project feel more authentic to who i am um but beyond that um like why would i want to make a longboard when i don't really skateboard much it's i just i enjoy the process um a a project like that is a blank canvas for you to design whatever you want uh, if you're into furniture, you could figure out like what's the aesthetic I want, like um, what kind of joinery do I want to use. You could like you can nerd out on so many different yeah. aspects of it. And for me, it's I want a project where I can sort of invest myself in the little details, the designs, the style um, to make something I want. And I'm personally not a, a furniture person or like a. Um, th there's so many different things you could do. You can make cars. You can make um, uh, people do resin art. People do. Um, like, I don't know, there's, there's so much, so much artistic freedom you could have, like when you have all these tools at your disposal. And for me, the, the aluminum longboard gives me a lot of room to nerd out on the technical science of machining, um, the aesthetics of designing something, 
something that's going to be like permanent that you can like hand finish you could anodize you could um you got to apply the grip tape like i laser cut grip tape into a specific pattern to inlay on top of the board last time um and also just push the boundaries because i was making this on my shapeoko xl which is like it's not what you would want to use for uh ripping through a ton of aluminum but for me it was sort of just a like a plant my flag in the world like look at what i can do with just patience um so that's that's what i had fun with um it, it was sort of an act of of defiance to the world like i don't need a, a twenty thousand dollar cnc machine to do this um and like i think it's a pretty unique design that that holds up pretty well um so i don't know i just i like um letting my mind run free with a, with a design and uh, doing something that defies convention. Um, what about you guys? Hmm. I mean, that's a really good answer to how you even defined when we were talking specifically about pop culture versus now this is an even broader question of, you know, truly what is inspiring you. Um, as an engineer or an ex-engineer, as a lot of my friends like to call me, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, I can um, strongly agree with you with this whole idea of design process. I like to think of furniture or anything that I have made that I've tried to add some form of utility to it so that it, it isn't just say a bench or it isn't just a desk there's something else that's going to help me with it it's usually not the most revolutionary thing but for instance with our desk like we have compartments to store our stuff so when we're done working we do have that little bit of storage space that hides our laptops our chargers the books or notebooks that we've been working with and it it keeps everything looking cleaner because for both adrian and i before the desk we were super disorganized, at least disorganized looking. Things on our kitchen table, our countertop. Um, so I saw a lot of desks out there that, you know, oh yeah, here's a floating desk or whatever, all the different styles. And then finally I came across DIY Huntress's one that had that storage inside there. It's like, this is perfect. It's now, you know, inspired me or shown me a way that you can incorporate a little extra um, utility into that piece of furniture um it's kind of straightforward it's again not revolutionary but with our window bench that we did like at first i was thinking oh yeah i'll just have a bench maybe it'll have a little back to it or anything like that and instead what i made um like the little addition to it is had these little compartments underneath there that we can slide bins in and out and so now we have maui's dog toys in there we have um just like extra not cleaning stuff but stuff that you might use within that room and so um, that wasted space that would have been underneath a chair or bench or sofa now has like that little addition of utility to it, right? Like you can store stuff. Um, so for me with my projects, I like to try if I can um, add something to it that does make it a little bit unique for the space that it's within. Um, however, as you were talking, Winston, I was trying to think back, like how many projects have I done you know, purely for myself. And really, like, there are very few. Um, it's hard for me to think of stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, I just made this just to make it. And um, that's almost kind of sad as a maker that there aren't things like a cyber spoon, um, you know, that you've created 
So I know for me, like once I've gotten more settled into the school year and stuff, I know that that's something like a direction I want to go is to really think about this question of what inspires me and what do I want to make so that I can go out there and kind of like let loose and be creative. So I don't have a very good answer besides I know that adding utility to whatever I make is probably going to be incorporated in there. But what about you, so, Oh, sorry. I, I just want to, to tack on a little something at the end of that. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, because you have so much on your plate right now, do you have a notional date in the future where you can actually invest some time into this? Or do you have, is there a, a like a day or a week in the calendar that you're looking forward to that you can try and achieve some of this? So November 3rd, election day, um, school, school in like November is just nonsensical. There's like five days total in school. <laughs> and, um, I think to me, like seeing that as kind of this pause within the first marking period, that could be that notional flag marker of, okay, in November, sometime early November, I should really make it a point to get out in the garage and do something. Um, You know, I've seen things on Instructables, the website of these um, candy slides. And so that's been something that is before November. And essentially what it is, is like a PVC pipe that's got bandages over it makes it look like some spooky slide but you can throw candy down it so you stay six feet away from you know your trick-or-treaters so So (laughs) it's pretty cool right um so i saw that and i was talking to my kids about it and i was like oh that would be pretty neat and then i could kind of document it and show them like look you see something online you could make it um so that's before november right now i don't have that as like a thing on my to-do list but it's something like that's been in the back of my mind where I really want to do it. So I might try to push that that deadline of November 3rd to, you know, at least a week before Halloween and give me a few days to throw something together. So um, but I do want to say early November that I'm going out there and I am making something it, it, something. I just don't know what that something is. I'll think about it, though. I say for Halloween, instead of doing the PVC slide of candy, Uh-oh. you make a potato gun that punches <laughs> out a bunch of candy at the kids as they come. Just keep them on the sidewalk and just launch candy <laughs> just like, into the air. Yeah, the shotgun shell of uh, oh, that'd be so <laughs> cool. Peanut butter cups. Yeah. I could see it already. Yeah. The candy ends up imploding as you launch it into the air. And, yeah, the um, kids need, like, cardboard shields or yeah, something like yeah. that. <laughs> and then, like, a, a glove. Or well, you know, whichever one of them are wearing, like, a Halloween costume that is, like, Captain America. They're the smarter <laughs> ones. And they got yeah. their shields ready to go. <laughs> yeah, Okay, right? that, that'd be sick. <laughs> so, you guys, you guys are, it's it's interesting because, um, I guess when I ask that question, I think I have, like, a really different, maybe not too different, a little bit different answer in my mind. So, Winston, you're, like, really... Yours is process driven from what I can and not process, but um, based off the tool you have, how do you push it to the limits and invent new processes for the current tools? And it's really you like to push the boundaries of, of, of that with, you know, linking to things that you're kind of interested in. And it well, it goes back to the the ethos that I have, which is 
if I knew what I was doing, it wouldn't be fun. So I've got to find some way that I can push myself past what I've done before. Hmm. Um, and so if, if I'm not pushing boundaries either of the machines that I have or my own personal understanding of how to do something, then is it really worth making a YouTube video for it? That's interesting. And, and so, so I get that completely. So, I, you know, I do products on the side. Like we just made a welcome sign for the house that like every other person has on the front of their house, like one of those giant five foot tall ones. So I didn't even bother. I, I did like one Instagram story post to like, cause it looks cool, but you know, I'm not going to make a video about it by any means. Um, so that's interesting. So, so I guess my answer to it with inspiration, it's like, I, I don't even, I try not to think about like the woodworking or the processes at all. I just kind of think about what do I enjoy watching doing and all that kind of stuff so um what originally made me think of this question was um the netflix documentary um high score i think it's called it's um they they go over how each of the different um like video games uh, uh companies started so you have like atari and sega and and nintendo and and you know how like Sega came out of the woodworks with Sonic and Nintendo didn't see it coming against their Mario. And I, it got really interesting because they show you the sketches of um, some of the, you know, how they made like the Atari games. Um, and you see them like these like really like high definition graphic drawn out images that these um, creators sketched. And then they took it and then they figured out a way to make it pixelated. So like the aliens and space invaders were this like crazy drawing. And then you see how they turn make it into pixels. So I thought that was like so cool. And because of that, I started getting on this kick of like wanting to do more retro projects that have been planning coming along. Uh, I've been planning for a while to do um, like a pie cade cabinet, right? Like, I mean, that's been done a bunch of times, but um I think the thing that makes it different is the actual um, structure of it. So the 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 pie K that's an easy part of electronics has been done a million times, but like you know what it looks like is what it's what's going to be cool. And I know I mentioned to you guys the other day like oh that'd be sick if we make it all of Legos. I'm not going to end up doing that, but um, I've been like thinking like retro, like oh how can I make it like really cool and like retro designed. I've been thinking I've been seeing a lot of makers out there doing these. Um, um, stereo speakers now and I'm like oh that'd be cool like you know everybody's doing something there but like I want like an old school like retro or like I was thinking like something like with designs from like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air I've always liked the style of like like Will Smith in that one um, so I think that's for me they're like really disconnected and then I just try to connect the different things that I like and enjoy to the different projects and a lot of times um, I can't connect it without seeing something along the same lines, maybe. So um, I'll have an idea of a style I want. I'll have a product I want to do. And then I'll, I'll go like to Pinterest or something like that. And I'll see if somebody has something relative. And maybe they made like a stereo in a completely different style. But I could kind of see how they applied it to like, you know, nothing to the speakers, but around the speakers and how they shaped it or something like that. So to a different genre completely. And I'll think, okay, maybe I can take that and make that part retro that they did, you know, I don't know, Gothic or I can't think of another genre right now, <laughs> but, um, so I'll take that and then I'll go into like, um, 
I use OneNote, although I, I don't know, nobody else in the entire world probably uses OneNote. And I make it like a storyboard for myself. So I'll have the end product. So if it's a project, I'll have like a stereo or that arcade cabinet and just like a standard one with dimensions and stuff like that. And then I'll put a bunch of different pictures of the style or whatever it is I'm kind of inspired by, like all around it. And I'll start to like sketch up with like, it's an iPad I have in the OneNote, like the, how like I think it might come together. And that's probably to the extent I, I'll go with it. I, I won't go like too crazy. I'm not like an artist. I'm, it's never gonna, I'm never gonna draw it and it'll never look exactly like it did. But for me, that's my go-to because throughout, you know, this being a side hustle, it'll take me a while to actually make the thing. So maybe I'll lose a sense of it over time. Um, and that type of storyboard I do on OneNote, I can always go back to, I can remember what I was thinking. I'll have the, the dimensions and the materials that help me when I go buying it. And that kind of wraps it all together for me, I think. that That's kind of how I've been doing it. So like, you know, kind of, you know, a lot of my stuff obviously is like Iron Man and like like hardcore. Like I love the geek stuff. Michelle and I just bought like a Harry Potter train around our tree because we were like, oh, that's so cool, you know. But <laughs> and, and so so I kind of stick to those roots of like things I really just enjoy and like you know I've seen Iron Man movies. Uh, I rewatch it. Like I rewatched all the Harry Potter movies. Those are things I really enjoy. So that's what I want to put into my products and projects because I'll enjoy it more um, at the end of the day. But I don't think. I think this is where we differ the most. I don't think I actually make any type of thing um, to like push like the tools of the trade. Like, you know, the, it's stuff that's already been done a lot of times, to be honest. I, I don't really think of like, like a new way to make an arcade cabinet or anything like that. I don't think I've really pushed any boundaries. Um, the only thing I really think that I, it, I only really see one other person is the cork dartboards we always go back to. Everything else I do... I think has been done and I just tried to apply a different style to it, if that makes sense. So, so a little bit different um, perspective on it. And I think that works, but I, I'm almost kind of envious of the idea of, you know, inventing a new way to make a different shape based off the tools you have on hand. And I think it's just, I don't like think that way, I guess, to, to be able to do it, if that makes sense. Okay. So let me flip this on you. Uh, COVID opens a tear on the time space continuum <laughs> and you get a free week that shows up this year to do whatever you want, invent whatever you want. What are you going to make? Jesus. <laughs> oh. uh, Luke, do you have an answer for that before? <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling. I threw this curveball. Um, what would I make if I had a full week to just like not have to worry too much? So yeah, like what, what like piques your interest? Like, what do you really want to make but you just you put it off like oh it's not really worth my like i can't justify taking the time to do that but what would you really enjoy i'm checking my notes i have a long list of things that i quote unquote want to make um but it's sad that it's just not stuck up in my head of oh yeah this is this is what i want to do I think um, I got one while you look. You got at it, George. Like, I think I got one. I think. All right, go for so, it. And this is unfortunately it's one more that, that's more recent, but I know this is gonna. It's if this is this is maybe a next year project at this point, maybe never project. I don't know. So again, I'm talking about like organizing and minimal, making everything minimal with my desk. And uh, Winston, you already know, and actually, you, I think you gave me this idea. 
I want to make um I want to make my own sit stand desk at home. I made one for a buddy along and it took you know a while. So I want for one for myself that's um a little bit rounder in shape so it fits the corner of the room I have here. And at first I was thinking, oh that'd be cool to make a giant uh topographic map of Game of Thrones and epoxy. And Winston, you gave me this idea. So this might be cheating cuz you gave me the idea, but I'll take it. I love it. Um is to do it. Well, no, I, I talked about something with Iron Man, and then you said an arc reactor. I, think. I don't know, what, one way or another. So, um, is to do an arc reactor desk with LEDs, um, you know, circular in that type of shape, and um, I think I think maybe I'll do epoxy on it, but that, that'd be sick. So, like, it'd be, like, it'd really, like, light up, I think. It'd be the perfect, it'd be huge. Um, I'll try to make it, like, an exact replica. I'd try and do, honestly, I would love to do it with, the Maslow and really prove out that I can do a vertical CNC giant shape. Um, it would take a lot of thinking about how to CNC it. And that's what I, that's something I've been craving for actually is, you know, I think the Maslow has a lot of potential if you um, can really think about how to create vertical tabs I've been thinking about. So normally with CNCing, um, you're, you're cutting into layers and it'll create tabs, right? So that it holds the piece in place. Because the Maslow rides on a sled and not rails, it can't do that. But I've always thought, and I haven't seen anybody talking about this, but now it's out there to the world. If you can plan that everywhere there is normally maybe a zero height or a specific height, so it's all the same height, you create vertical tabs across the entire piece. So the sled has something to ride to while it's milling out that piece. And then you go in and remove the tabs because you know they're all, they all go to the same length. Uh, you can do it by hand or maybe you do it with a Maslow as you keep going out. I think you could really like open up the potential of like four by eight vertical. Um, you know, you can do that with any four by eight normal CNC, but with the Maslow itself, a cheaper, um, you know, open source one, I, I think that'd be sick. So. I think that's my answer. I would do the arc reactor, sits hand table, somehow with the Maslow and make it so cool. So so there there's there's my answer, Winston. I don't know if that actually helped or aligned with where you're going with but Yeah, no, it gives a good good a uh, cross section into how your brain's working right now. I, I'm surprised uh, you, you could figure say, that out. <laughs> when you say those vertical tabs, you mean like the sled just has to um go over a consistent plane exactly right like a surface so it doesn't you know if the sled is riding so say you cnc out a, a middle circle of a piece of wood the sled will dip and therefore it doesn't know its own z-axis so when it starts cutting it's cutting at it doesn't know what it's cutting at so could you just maybe make like a, a bunch of cylinders in fusion 360 that are maybe like quarter inch half an inch in diameter and then just pattern them out yep. and so just if you carve a deep depression into a, a tabletop, you still have these points that come out so the sled doesn't dip into That's it. That's exactly how you should do it, except for depending on the design of it, right? You want to be able to have the highest level of detail ever. So each one of those tabs, you got to understand how to cut them out yourself. And you got to make sure you don't place it where there's an enormous amount of detail. So if you're doing the arc reactor and there's like some type of like inlaid rectangle or something right you don't want to put a tab there and hide that detail that you're going to cut out with your hand later that so i'm really thinking of like how do you place them i think you would do it like that and then go and delete the tabs that you know were on part of the design and see if it would and and kind of do a little bit more manually like that um but i i think that'd be 
I think there's a lot of potential with the Maslow specifically um, that I want to get into because, you know, Maslow came out. I was on the Kickstarter. Um, I was one of the first people to YouTube with it, which is actually where I get a lot of my good subscribers from. And I think that a lot of people use it for cutting out signs. And I really want to push it to the limits because I really I've messed with that thing for so many hours. I know a lot of it inside and out. I think I could make it happen. So I, I think I'll do that one day. Um, and I think that'd be a cool project, the arc reactor or the a topographic map would be insane with it. I, I don't know how it'd be insane, but all that detail, you know, you'd really have to find the levels of elevation that are zero or flat somewhere and put them exactly there that you can go and cut them out. So it, it's possible for sure. Actually, now that I'm thinking it's definitely possible, but it's one of those projects that there's nothing driving me to do it. There, I have a bunch of things that had a time on it. Um, I'm like totally geeking out about it in my head, thinking about how to do it. But I would need like no commitments. I'd probably need more than a week to figure it out. But um, that that's that intrigues me for sure. Thanks for getting me to geek out. <laughs> now it's like stuck on <laughs> <in> my head. <laughs> yeah, it's all you'll think about now, George. Right? <laughs> I think so. Um, so that did give me some time though to think of my project. I scrolled through my notes, couldn't find something good. They're all just like kind of random little things. But if I had a whole week, something that's been in the back of my mind um, with like COVID happening, Adrian and I, we had a big trip planned for Machu Picchu this summer. And we were going to actually camp out like near the Rainbow Mountains and all these awesome places in Peru. And so we were super excited for it, but obviously we couldn't travel. So um, we had to cancel it and we pushed it to 2021 summer. Um, so we're really hoping hoping that it will be able to happen. Um, right now, I don't have the most optimistic outlook with how things have kind of stagnated. So um, that's besides the point. But we like to travel is the point that I'm getting at. And um, if we weren't able to go out of the country next summer with us both being teachers and you know, just the crappy kind of way 2020 has been going. I feel like a, a really cool thing would be to find a way to travel around the U.S. safely. So most likely not using airplanes or anything like that. Um, and, you know, camping and doing that kind of stuff. Um, now, I don't think we have enough money to get a camper or RV. So what I've um, seen somebody do, I don't know who it was, they essentially made their own camper that they could just hitch to the back of their car. And it was nothing like too crazy or big. It just was like, you can sleep in there and it has maybe like a little extra storage for clothes and whatnot. Um, and now with Maui, I was like, oh man, instead of having to find Airbnbs that are pet friendly and you know within our driving distance and whatnot, like we could just, all three of us get in our car drive somewhere we could sleep you know in our camper so i feel like that would be something that i've been wanting to get into welding so if i needed to weld anything so cool. to a frame um that already has wheels like i could kind of like get a little bit of my hands dirty in that um definitely woodworking probably with plywood and whatnot to have these big sheets but like i have a vision for like how it would look um it'd probably be like semi-geometric because i like octagons and whatever so i'd probably you should you should make a cyber camper yes it, like i'm kind of picturing <laughs> mind blown oh mind man blown. oh man <laughs> well yeah so like now i feel like i kind of have to do it but i i really like that's something i've been thinking about 
as being our outlet and like gift to ourselves next summer because I'm just not sure if traveling on a plane is going to be the thing that either we'd want to do or be allowed to do but I know that we're going to want to do something big and fun so maybe the cyber camper has to come to fruition so cool (laughs) yeah so so yeah that's probably my one week if I had seven days it'd be tough but I feel like probably could make it happen i just need to design it one day get the materials the next day and start going at it <laughs> that's such a cool one man that's yeah. like that feels like the adventure card that that that's a that's a great one <laughs> yeah now i don't know if i have a car that would be able to pull it or hitch it <laughs> so that would be my other thing is i'd have to figure that part out but i'm just thinking of what i had to make and so that would probably that would probably be it so yeah this is great all right yeah. winston you you must have one you asked this question it's getting us to geek out hard so yeah see I what's mean, yours it's in a similar vein as as luke um i've always wanted to make like a do a camper van conversion oh, wow. so get like an old work van or even like a, a mini school bus and then just build it out because i think that'd be awesome yeah. um i've um long looked after people who are making their own shops or making their own like building their own tiny homes yeah. And I just, I really like that aspect where you can customize everything in that space to be exactly what you want. Um, and I don't have the patience to build a home or build any structure, um, especially if you have to get permits and everything for it. I just, I can't be bothered with that. But a small vehicle, um, one that you would use to, to enable your lifestyle, um, is something where you can put so much thought into it. You can plan out like, all right, uh, I want this to be uh, like really easy if I want to pull out a stove and do some cooking. Or um, let's say I'm camping in the Pacific Northwest and it's rainy, so I want to make sure I have enough headspace and a little desk area that I can like just sort of work at and like pull my laptop out. You can configure this space however you want, and it's, it's the only uh, stakeholder is you. So you can invest in this space whatever you want make it exactly what you want to be and so i've always found that idea super appealing it's just like i i don't really think i can purchase another vehicle and put it in the driveway and have it sit for for a couple weeks or months while i work out how to do this Mm -hmm. um and like there are other skills you have to acquire some basic plumbing electrical if you want to hook up solar to it um but it's just it it's such an open-ended problem uh that i i would love to sink just invest myself into it one day once i have more tools at my disposal like if i maybe build like a small solar project that gives me the confidence to apply it to a vehicle before i start drilling holes into it and mounting solar panels (laughs) uh if i do a little bit of like more plumbing stuff around the house i can figure out like what pipe fittings do i need have some some extra tools on hand um but one day i hope to have all that Uh, all those skills together that I have the confidence to tackle something like this without it dragging out into a a multi-year project. So how much of it would you see and see? Uh, I was curious about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so a lot of it is contingent on me getting like a Shapeoko double XL or a larger format machine. If only you had Um, some connections, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I, I only have like five or six cncs at work that i can yeah use. you know um, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> using cnc as a limitation come on man <laughs> <laughs> well so that's the other thing like when people build these out they're just they're framing up the walls with plywood yeah um and 
you can do so much more if you use a CNC to do it. Like you can make like a built-in cutout. Like I've always thought hinges that, to be for honest. a desk. Yeah. Um, like the sink cutout that you would make would be perfect. You could route your plumbing. You could have the uh, cutouts to like um, pass through electrical work like perfectly. So if I model this out in Fusion 360, um, you I could actually maybe make a kit or something. But it just it gives you so much potential to to build in all the features you want without like after the fact being like, all right, I put up these walls in my van. Oh, I need this thing here. Let me drill a hole. What if that hole was like already drilled for you? Or like if there are features in there where you could just like slot in a piece of plywood and hey, I've got a table. Uh, you can plan ahead to make all these amenities fit in like they belong uh, without just going in after the fact drilling holes or like putting mounting brackets and stuff like that. So that would be like where digital fabrication plays a huge role uh, in enabling my my nonsensical dreams. But that's an awesome point you bring up and something that I've thought about because I've watched that tiny home show on HGTV and I think the same thing is like, wow, this is awesome. Like, I love that type of idea and lifestyle. And they try, they go to a certain extent of like making it theirs, whether it be heights for how tall or short the people are and stuff like that. But like you're saying, Winston, you could either kit it out. So it's like anybody could buy a small school bus and then they know how many four by eight sheets of plywood to get plumbing and all that. Like you could essentially do that. Um, but something like maybe even a step further is just a concept of if you're using four by eight sheets of plywood, um, and it's, you know, all designed out, like you could take these pieces of plywood out as your walls, like instead of using drywall, I've always thought like, what's so annoying within a home is that you have to bust through drywall to see what's going on behind there, instead of it being something that's like, oh, I just need to lift and then pull out or twist and then pull like some way to easily access all these things that could potentially um, damage your home and I'm thinking more like a plumbing disaster and those types of things that you could make this you could design something like this so that you don't have to be concerned about it all you'd have to do is you know remove one panel to check your um, electrical or if you wanted to upgrade to I don't know a higher amperage or anything like everything would be easily accessible you would know what's going on behind the scenes for yourself to mm -hmm. know which panel to go to um, again, you would just know the ins and outs of everything and be able to troubleshoot it and um, upgrade it when you want or as needed. And like that's kind of something I've thought of. I know that wasn't my answer to do a tiny home, but I think like if I had a month or something, you know, that would be, yeah, let's go all out and make this a space that if we had to move from here, we could live within there and it would be even better than a, a fixed location or a fixed structure yeah but yeah the the biggest challenge with um like plywood construction is like if you want an access panel normally it's like oh i gotta take out a drill and a jigsaw and make like this this weird gaping hole in the wall but if you do it with a cnc if you plan this out ahead of time you could make like a perfect size like access panel for like accessing like a junction box or something and it it ceases to become like a oh like every change i make to this ruins it a little bit more uh you just you embrace it you make it you design for like maintainability mm -hmm. you just design to make it customizable um, and all these features you can plan out from the start if you are uh 
if you think ahead uh, sufficiently far see why see people shouldn't like like access panels shouldn't be squares in my mind right so like a square of an access panel that's so boring and ugly like if you're designing like you're saying with like a cnc you can make it like the three mountain shape you've been seeing a lot of people do and make that like pull out and like angle and then it's just like a, a feature in your wall and it looks sick and you can just swing it open and swing it closed and it'll look fantastic mm -hmm. that's what we should be moving towards like like your wall is a piece of art and you can open like the piece of art and get in there and then close it again and you're, you're good to go there mm -hmm. oh man <laughs> yeah it really is more like thinking through the design of it adding a little bit of more thought in the beginning so that later down the line you're not you know oh now what do i do i guess i have to you know get the drill out and jigsaw um, yeah. I mean, most people, when they design these things, if they're for other people or for broader consumption, they design it to be a little generic. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if you're like, uh, I'm going to make like the cyber camper or I'm going to make an Iron Man themed camper, like you can invest ahead of time into these little details and make them integral in the the design. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, the walls, they're, they're all going to be just flat rectangular panels you can think like oh like there are these like swooping curves that i want to integrate in like maybe like a, a racing stripe or something down the side that also matches on the inside or something like that i don't know yeah. but you can when you have full control you can do so much more man my mind is blowing up with all these ideas now it's, <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> i never wanted to make a camper before but now you guys got me thinking about it it's like mm -hmm. see i'm the type of guy that i oh i'm trying to become more minimal now i'm the type of guy that needs as much space as possible like if i could if i could just live in a warehouse with all this type of stuff and just have <laughs> all empty space and like, that'd be that's what i need to function a lot of times you need a but, hanger you need a hanger oh, i think I there might have be a one. hanger to myself <laughs> that's what i need yeah I, I mean oh it's it's awesome and now you guys got like my creative juices flowing like crazy but like this is the tough part i don't have maybe i should just do that maybe i should like block off a week for myself like like your question was saying because i've got all these and and christmas is coming up so like now like i i know i'm busy but if I could have a week to myself um, just to like make something that nobody will care about but my like but me that that'd be pretty cool maybe I'll do it you should set up a time like just in your calendar saying like for like the month of April I will not have any sponsored projects that I owe or something like that um, just just build out like a little haven that you can have to yourself I think I'll do it in January you know everything slows down and everybody just spent all that money in christmas like everything's like slowing down in january with all this kind of stuff there's no like, like i'm not gonna make a product for like valentine's day so there's no like 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 holiday that i'm gonna be aiming for so so maybe i'll maybe i'll do that like a january type of a week mm -hmm. off to myself that sounds pretty nice <laughs> oh yeah. man got me thinking about it. well we're, we're coming up on time anyways but this is I, i'm happy you had that question winston that really took us down a my, my mind just like yeah. blowing up in a million different it was a directions good spin as to the original inspiration yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like i like to throw a curveball every now and then and i i feel like framing it that way um just gives you something that you can really just a path that your mind can wander down and that uh gives a better answer uh, i agree completely man yeah. All right. Well, so so why don't we wrap it up for today, and then uh, we'll meet again in two weeks. Yeah, this was enjoyable. All right, guys. Have a good Catch one, guys. You later. See you later. <laughs>